What is up, everybody? How are you doing today? I am pumped. I am diving deep into influence and all the mental shortcuts that buyers, basically buyers, people in marketing, people in sales, people leveraging leadership that I had an idea of, but I'm working on a special project and I saw some things that were really, really eye-opening, pretty cool that you can leverage for anything to increase revenue or exert influence. What's up, everybody? This is Ryan Staley, and you are listening to the Sales and Marketing Built Freedom Podcast, where we share with you the underground ninja skills and tactics the top sales and marketing leaders are using to create financial and lifestyle freedom. And the question that everybody is asking is, how do I create financial and lifestyle freedom for me? That is the question, and this show is the answer. What is up, everybody? This is Ryan Staley with the Sales and Marketing Build Freedom Show. Pump, pump, pump to have you out today. I'm going deep on persuasion principles, something I never thought I would geek out, get super nerdy excited about. However, I understand the implications for a secret project that I'm working on. And I wanted to share with you a couple of takeaways because they can literally be life-changing with how you work and interact with people. And so I thought this was a win-win and I wanted to walk you through it. And this is based off Robert Cialdini's book, Influence, which I dove deep into. He's got, does, guy does a lot of great work, man. 30 years of research on basically the topic of persuasion and influence. Like, how cool is that? Like, super nerdy from my perspective, but I think it's awesome because it's basically how people make decisions. It's the way that people behave. And so I'm going to start off with a little story. Basically, imagine this. Imagine there's a turkey. And a turkey decides to have a bunch of baby turkeys. So there's baby turkeys on their way. And a turkey can have up to 17 eggs. Now, that's not the average, but up to 17 eggs. And they're called a clutch, right? So they can have this once a year, which is crazy because that's, I mean, that's a ton of babies if you think about it over time. But one of the things they do is they start communicating before they hatch. Before the, the baby turkeys even hatch at all, they, they, they start communicating with them verbally. Because for the first week, four weeks of their life, they can't fly. They can't defend themselves. They're totally, totally exposed. And so guess what two words the turkey communicates with to their babies and vice versa? Two words. All right, I'll tell you. Cheap, cheap. <laughs> that's, that's the two words. Cheap, cheap, right? So, so basically, one of the things is through that, and that, that's the main communication. So either they, they care for the animal they kill the animal or they ignore the animal. And what I mean by that is the baby. And it's because of shortcuts. It's a mental shortcut that they have that they even apply to whether or not their young survives. Like that's, that's just crazy. And so if you go through that, um, th this is probably the best analogy. So picture your mind as an iceberg, right? So your, your mind's an iceberg. It's deep. It's projecting out of the cold water, free ice freezing water, and it's projecting up about 10 feet above the surface. Now, as you know about icebergs, that they, they drop big time, you know, like, like in Titanic. They, they go down deep. So you might be 10, 10 feet above the water, but you're 90 feet below the water. And that's really how your brain operates, too, because 90% of what you do every day is subconscious. And only 10% of it's conscious. 
So if you think about that, if you're ignoring the mental shortcuts that people take, you're not appealing to 90% of how they make decisions. And everybody brains crave shortcuts. And the reason being is that 25% of your daily calories are used from thinking. And so it's constantly looking for ways to conserve energy. So anyways, I I thought that was really cool. The one thing I forgot to tell you too is that the turkey, I'm sorry, I got off on a tangent. The turkey will, will align to that mental shortcut so much to the point that they tested it and they had a pull cap. It was stuff, mind you. And they put basically a little sequence, not a sequencer, too much sales, sales thought here. They put a little like voice box in the stuffed animal and it, it mimicked the same sound that a baby turkey would make. And essentially the turkey took care of a stuffed animal of its mortal enemy. So that just shows you how hardwired in it is to human nature with what they do. And it, and that, that's applicable to humans too. So I want to go through a couple of shortcuts that I thought are just mind blowing for the world of you know, customer acquisition, sales, even if you're trying to influence others just in, in like peer to peer, or you have to, to influence up to board of directors or investors or down to your employees or, I mean, it all depends, right? And so here's one of it. And, and this one is, I, I like this one and I call this one request for reason. So request for reason, right? So if you look at it, they did a study and one of the studies was of people cutting in line, how the, the people that they cut in front of are responding to it. And what they started to do is say, okay, how, how can we make that so that it's socially acceptable? So people would basically just ask for a favor. They would ask for a favor. It's like, hey, do you mind if I cut in line? I, I need to get this. They, they wouldn't even say that. Like, hey, do you mind if I cut in line? And of the people that just did that, basically 60% of them said, okay, yeah, sure, no problem. You, you can cut in. Now, maybe 40% didn't, right? So you take it to the next phase, they started to give a reason. They, they did this in two areas. They gave a reason that made sense, like no logical reason. Like, for example, like, Hey, um, is it okay if I cut in front of you? Uh, I just got done eating my lunch, right? It makes no sense whatsoever. Or, um, you know, uh, can I cut in front of you? I walked my dog this morning. Like something that has no logical sense. And then at the same time, they, they did another example of where they gave a reason and they gave a reason that made sense. So the, the reason was like something along the lines of like, Hey, I'm in a hurry. I really need to catch this. Are you okay with that? Right. So basically what they're doing is they're leveraging this, basically this logic, this mental shortcut. And if you look at take a guess, what do you think were the percentage of people? Now, granted, it was 60% of people for no reason let you, you cut in line, which I thought was pretty high. So ask again, right? And, and take it one step further. So you got, what do you think the percentage is of, of people that let you cut where the reason made no sense? You think it was like 65? You think it was 70%? What do you think it was? Okay, now I want you to also think and consider what the percentage is. And, and these are numbers you want to write down. This, the, these are, this is a writer downer. You want to write down this, right? So the other aspect is, is what, what are the percentage that people allow them to cut based on a logical reason? And this is going to blow you away because 93% of people let them cut when a reason made no sense. When the reason did make sense, 94% let them cut. Only a difference of one percentage point. And the whole reason why is because people like to give favors. And so it just shows like if you're working with 
a, a prospect, if you're working with a customer, uh, you name it, and you just say like, hey, would you be able to do this? Would you be able to be a testimonial because blank, right? Would you be able to get this done in this time frame because blank? And so, you know, I thought it was super powerful and something that you could leverage very simply uh, to help you out in terms of persuading people. Hello, and I appreciate you listening to the show today. I love my listeners and I love helping my customers. One of the things that I've been able to do with some of the customers that I've been working with is, for example, a $6 million SaaS company, help them implement a seven-figure sales system in which they got a one-and-a-half-month ROI on the entire engagement fee that I offered them by one person spending 25% of their time. And this person wasn't even in sales. So these are core principles that help me scale from zero to $30 million in annual recurring revenue with only four people. In addition, another client that I'm working with was able to 10x their licensing fee, their SaaS licensing fee. And they are really, really just on the early side of starting. So if you're interested in learning more, apply through www dot scalerevenue.io forward slash apply www.scalerevenue.io forward slash apply look forward to seeing your application if you are interested in qualify you'll receive a follow-up note and we can jump on the phone and identify what the opportunity is exactly for you and your organization so i'm gonna i'm gonna go through one more of these because i want to keep this short uh and so i am going to do a couple episodes on this the second one is an example, and there's two examples I'm going to give. Um, one is there was basically a study by a guy named Dennis Reagan in 1971. And basically what Dennis did is he gave uh, basically a 10 cent Coke. This is when Coke was only 10 cents. 10 cent Coke to everybody in the study. And or not, I'm sorry, half of them he gave it to and half of them he gave nothing to. Then later, now granted, remember, the, the dollar value of that Coke was 10 cents. Later on, he asked for a donation for a charitable cause from everybody. So the 50% that he gave the 10 cent Coke to and the 50% that he did not give anything to. And he asked them for a donation for that charitable cause. So once again, I want you to write down, guess what you think the, the amount of donation they gave if they received a Coke versus if they didn't. So I want you to think of that. So if someone did not receive a 10 cent Coke, guess how much they donated. And if someone did receive a 10 cent Coke, guess how much they donated. Okay. So I'm going to write this down for you. So no Coke basically gave a donation of 25 cents. So basically 25 cent gain on that. Uh, the other side of people that he gave a Coke to, they donated 50 cents on average. So double despite some of them not even liking the person, like identifying, like, I really don't like this person, but they gave double on average what the people were who did not receive anything. And, you know, so basically that is based on reciprocity. So that, that what that means is uh, it goes back to um, reciprocating when people give you something. It's, it's hardwired into our survival as human beings and I always say this, like, you know, like Game of Thrones fans, like a Lannister always pays his debts, right? And there's ways where you could apply this, where if you give somebody something of value and it's unexpected, the number one question they'll ask you is, oh, thank you so much. What can I do for you? Uh, so one more example of this really quick, and I'll, I'll wrap this up, is uh, a second example of this is 
Okay. You see this all the time. Everybody can relate to this one. So when you, when you go into a restaurant and you get your bill, one of the things that always happens that I've seen, it's pretty much standard now. Um, actually, it's not standard. I see some people that don't do it. When you get your bill, the waitress will come and she'll give you or he'll give you something like mints, right? They'll give you mints and say, oh, here's this is for you. I want you to have this. Uh, here's your bill, by the way. Thank you. So they, they give you a gift, even though it's like, you know, crappy two-cent mints that most of the time don't taste very good or stale or whatever, right? So just by doing that, on average, waitresses increase their tip by 17%. Now, this is the other one. There's those other ones that take, that basically take it a couple steps further and say, okay, hey, I noticed you really like coffee. Here's some coffee to go. I thought you would enjoy this. Oh, by the way, here's your bill. So it was something that was customized, a surprise, and it was given to you. People that do that, on average, they're the waiters or waitresses, their tip goes up 30% on average in terms of doing that. So once again, like how this applies to sales or how this applies to marketing, or let's just say sales, for example, if you're going through and you're, you're truly, truly wanting to, let's say, obtain referrals, or let's say you want access to someone that you don't have access to, that they're kind of protecting. That happens all the time in big deals. There might be whatever, 15 stakeholders, and there's there's one that's like behind the iron gates. And so what you could do is give them something of value that they, they perceive that's unexpected. It could be like a big good. It could be a gift card for their, their favorite restaurant. Uh, you could order pizza for their team, you know, if they're in the office. There's a lot of different ways you could do that to make it unexpected. And in terms of doing that, basically, you just you give it to them and, and say, hey, I also did this, which is something special and unique to you. You don't say something special and unique, but you do something special and unique to them, kind of like the woman with the coffee. So an example would be like, like for example, I know when I met, met with someone, there were certain people that absolutely love a certain type of drink from Starbucks, right? Maybe it was a, a triple latte with an extra shot and some vanilla syrup with skim milk. And so you bring them their exact drink. So like, hey, I got this for you. I thought you'd enjoy this. Oh, thank you so much. How can I help you? Oh, John, well, I really appreciate you asking. There's, there's one thing you could help me with. I'm trying to um, basically just have a conversation with so-and-so about blah, blah, blah. Can you just help, help me make a quick intro right now um, to me? Would you mind doing that? And the majority of the time when I've, I've seen people leverage this or I've tried it myself, as long as it's connected with a give first and it's something that they appreciate, the, the reciprocity just shines through and through and could, can create massive, massive results for you. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you do, if you're enjoying the podcast, please rate and review it on Spotify, rate and review it on Apple, iTunes, wherever. I, I really enjoy you. I love doing this. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you for spending the time with me today. I know that time is one of the most valuable resources. So I truly honor and appreciate you coming along this journey with me. One of the things that I want to ask you is if you really truly enjoyed this and know someone that this can make an impact on, please share this episode with them. If you're on a journey for financial and lifestyle freedom, it is always exponentially better if we're building a tribe with like-minded people who are on the same journey. In addition, I have an amazing PDF for you that could be career-changing in terms of the content. 
Essentially what it is are the top 10 questions that every big customer is asking behind closed doors that no one is telling you about. I'll put a link for it in the show notes. So check it out. It's my free gift for you for being a part of this launch and being a part of this journey with me. And I hope to see you soon.